Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio. And I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. And we are in our 12th year. How time flies when you're having fun, amen. (laughs) I can't believe it myself because we've done hundreds of programs. And just when you think, well, can I talk about? There's always something to talk about. There's always something happening out there. And as long as we're here on the earth, there'll be something happening that we need to talk about. And truly, the days are evil. You can't even believe what we're seeing, what we're hearing. Help us because we need we need the Lord's help now more than ever because there's so much deception in the world there's so much going on politically as we watch the united states of america completely fall apart we can't even believe what's happening but the thing is we can't stop the book of revelation we're not going to stop the end times from happening and whatever happens during our lifetime anyway We're just going to have to endure to the end. That's what Jesus said to do. So take heart and uh, just know that God is still on the throne. And so no matter what crazy men and women will try to do to us, Jesus is Lord. And so don't despair because no political leader is going to rescue us at this point we're not going to see it and we know Jesus is going to rescue us <laughs> we know that is a fact so we can't look to any political leaders and we're, we're, the stage is being set to me the stage is being set for the antichrist to appear on the scene because people are going to be looking for a savior People that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they'll go looking for some man or some woman that has a lot of charisma, and they will deceive people into thinking that somehow we're going to save these earthly corrupt governments. Oh, dear. Did you ever think you were going to see the things like how many 8,000, 10,000 
people from Haiti. How the heck did they ever get from Haiti to Texas is what I want to know. How did they make that trip? Who's funding these people? And then these people are under an underpass for days. Isn't that unsanitary? What is going on? And they want to blame, oh, let's blame the unvaccinated for spreading coronavirus. Well, we've already had over a million people come into this country with who knows what. So don't believe everything you hear on the news and their propaganda to get people to hate each other. And when they're purposely doing these kind of things to us and uh, putting us all at risk here in this country because we don't know who's coming in. They're not vetting these people. They're not even testing them to see what kind of diseases they have or uh, if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated as they they pay. When American citizens, when you think of it, American citizens are living out on the street and they're homeless and they're they're when these people get here like the Afghans, they put them up in hotels, they find places for them to live, they give them health care. What's going on? Can't, you can't believe it. So don't put your faith and trust in the government. Put your faith and trust in God's government because we're seeing everything collapse around us. And then they want to, uh, if you have $600 or more in the bank, the banks are going to start tracking all your transactions and reporting you to the government. What's that all about? What's that all about? So Big Brother is on the rise and... We, I'm amazed every day. I don't know about you, and I, I, I guess you, you are. But did we ever think that we were going to see all of these things happening to us? I think we're all COVID, coronavirus weary at this point. And you say, when is this thing going to end? Well, probably never. Because I don't know how you're going to, it's not like you can take a butterfly net and capture a virus. They were never able to cure the common cold. They were never able to stop the flu from spreading. So I don't see how they're going to contain this demon virus. I call it the devil virus. And so we just have to be careful because our lives are not the same. And who knows if we're ever going to go back to normal, the normal that we used to know where you didn't think anything of hopping in the car and going out to the store and going to the mall and going to a sports event, which I I enjoy sports. I, I really like the NFL. I like football and I enjoy it. It's kind of like a space. You can space out when you watch, <laughs> when you watch football, right? Because you could pick a team, you root for a team, and then you don't have to think about all the things that are going on and uh, so I enjoy it, and I think all of us should have some kind of a hobby. My main hobby, of course, is chasing down the gospel, so-called gospel scam artists, which I love doing. I can't believe how these people behave. They have no fear of God, and, and today we're going to talk about Marcus Lamb. Oh, and how he, he's he been writing down on his notepad as he, he goes into a, 
a room to pray. And then he writes down on his notepad how the Lord is giving him all these sayings and all these revelations about sending him money for the Day of Atonement. Like, uh, Marcus, uh, I hate to inform you. I'm not that I, I know I don't hate to inform you, but I'd like to inform you since you call yourself a Bible teacher, which I don't know what Bible you're reading because I don't see any of that in my Bible. I never see where anybody had to bring money to uh, the Day of Atonement. They bought they brought blood sacrifices which we don't do anymore since Jesus Christ is our atonement. So we don't have to offer up sacrifices on the Day of Atonement, dear. But they, they, the phones were ringing off the hook over there. They had a telethon this week, and they were very skillful this year at Daystar Network. They spent a whole day before the Yom Kippur Day of Atonement scam day, the whole day before they, they had a broadcast with different so-called ministers, I will call them, like uh, Jonathan Kahn, C-O-N, and Pat Robertson's son, I think Gordon, was it Gordon Robertson, and and uh, Sammy Rodriguez, another con artist, big time, and Steve Muncy, like one of the biggest con artists going and they're all talking about how holy this day is to God and how we celebrate it. Well, I don't, why are they celebrating it? Because Jesus, unless you're going to celebrate and say it, it is finished because didn't Jesus say it is finished? He didn't say we're going to continually celebrate the old Testament feast days. And then you have to give me some money when, when the, feast day comes around. Jesus never once in the three years that he walked the earth in every gospel account I've ever read, he never took up a day of atonement offering. And I guess since he was the atonement offering, and since he was God, he never gave up his divinity when he walked on the earth. So don't you think that he would have said, I'm going over to the temple today. And when I go over there, I want you to come up and I want you to worship me with some money. (laughs) You know, he never did it. So if he didn't do it, I don't care what Marcus Lamb says, Steve Muncy, Jonathan Kahn, C-O-N, and Sammy Rodriguez and Gordon Robertson and the rest of them. They're all a bunch of liars and thieves. They don't know how to earn an honest living. Like, get a job, okay? Earn an honest living. Quit scamming people and telling people that it's the blessing of the Lord and that you have to do this kind of thing. And it's like the body of Christ needs to get a life too and stop supporting these people at all because these are these people are no good they would they would steal their mother from their mother if they could that's how bad they are so last week we talked a little bit about president trump so i want to spend a little bit of time because last week I told you that he was going over to this event that was held by Mrs. Hak Jahan Moon, and it was called the Rally of Hope. 
But of course, we did the show earlier in the day, and we had all kinds of technical problems. Hopefully, I'm not going to lose my connection today, and uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Last week, I lost my connection four times, and so I had to reschedule the program. But anyway, he appeared, I guess Trump appeared somewhere around 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, and they broadcast this rally of hope, which was sponsored by Mrs. Moon, the former or the wife, as she calls herself. But I found out today that he that he had a new wife. Supposedly, there was another wife that came on the scene before he died. <laughs> there's, there's been a little family schism there about who the true parents are, who the true mother is, and and uh, because the son broke away, but. <laughs> There's all kinds of things going on over there. But anyway, I'm going to play this clip so you can hear it for yourself because Mrs. Moon, Hot Jahan, she claims that, of course, she's God, New Eve. Her husband was the Messiah. And why in the world... Now, you could ask yourself, why in the world would Donald Trump go and speak for a woman that calls herself God and calls her her husband the Messiah? Now, she's not a world leader. There's no reason for him to go there, except maybe I haven't verified it. It's only my ideas. There was probably a million dollars involved or something like that. I'm sure there was money exchanged, which, of course, he can accept money for speeches now that he's not president. So, And who would give him such stupid advice? Paula White, probably, because she's been there every year, several times a year, speaking for the moon god there, the Antichrist moon god. And so that's a sign right there that uh, that was a bad – that was – that was a bad, very bad public relations faux pas, worse than that, really, on uh, Donald Trump for appearing with Antichrist Moon. And so here's some of his comments, which were quite shocking. It is profound honor to address this seventh rally of hope and to speak to you today about a cause that is very close to my heart the dream of peace and unity on the Korean Peninsula. I want to thank the Universal Peace Federation, and in particular, Dr. Hawk Jahan Moon, a tremendous person for her incredible work on behalf of peace all over the world. Her story of escaping from North Korea at five years old at the outset of the Korean War is an amazing example of the power of faith in Almighty God. I also want to thank her late husband, Reverend Moon, for founding the Washington Times, an organization for which I have tremendous respect and admiration. They have done an incredible job. 
I want to congratulate Dr. Moon on the launch of the new global initiative, Think Tank 2022, bringing together experts from the rhetoric got very... Now, that was somewhat pitiful, as some of my friends would say. That that was very pitiful, very pitiful. And uh, so you could see where he's at. And did you get that? He said she was a tremendous person. How could somebody that calls herself God, somebody that was married to the Messiah, supposedly, somebody that said that God was shackled, and I'm going to play this other clip for you to hear. How could he say that? And then he says, oh, she escaped from Korea when she was five years old, and, and uh, by the grace of Almighty God, well, she thinks she's, she thinks she's Almighty God, so what's he talking about? So forget all that propaganda you heard from Paula White and Kenneth Copeland, and they said, oh, well, Paula says she led Trump to Christ. Which Christ are you talking about? Because anybody that would go and speak for Mrs. Moon, you can't be saved. I don't care who it is. You're not saved. What person in their right mind would go and talk for a cult leader that claims to be God? That's not going to happen. So here's, here's this clip about Mrs. Moon and her husband. Mrs. Moon is actively seeking to substantially realize the founding spirit of the Women's Federation, which is establishing the peaceful world and sound society through creating the families of true love upon the foundation of maternal love. Centering on the Women's Federation, Mrs. Moon from 1992 to 1995 declared the world that the coming Messiah who will save the world is Reverend Moon. What kind of God's purpose of creation, the providence of salvation, and the secrets behind the human fall, which was the start of the sinful world? What kind of being is God, and where does the history lead? The words of the Holy Testimony reveal the secrets hidden in the Old and New Testament. Their powerful words created a great ripple of reaction. Their words contain the path, the truth, and the true life and the love of God. Mrs. Moon still travels the world with her burning desire to continue saving people until every last suffering person on the earth is saved. The pains of the providence are infused in every single word and pause. The truth that the true peace begins from family, that the family overflowing with absolute faith and love is the origin of peace and happiness. Those words give hope and inspiration that resonates within the soul, changes societies, and renews the world. When she was at a place where she could not be with her husband, Mrs. Moon was showered with the grace of heaven and earth. After the year 2000, Reverend and Mrs. Moon accelerated their march on the course to substantiate the establishment of Chon Il Guk, God's heavenly kingdom on earth. For this, they toured 120 nations in 2005 after founding the Universal Peace Federation, the most sincerity. The sincerity for the world of peace and the salvation of humanity. The path of will, which she endured with iron will in order to liberate God 
who is shackled by the chains of pain and sorrow. The heart of anyone who is touched by her endless love that continues to flow is filled with hope. So that's the person that Trump appeared with last week. And listen to that audio carefully, because you see that she says that her husband is the Messiah. And they had to help God. God Almighty was shackled, they said. And they had to help him because he was so shackled. They had to come and take the place of God. And they're the new, he was the new Messiah. Even though he's dead, he's still reigning, supposedly, according to them, as the Messiah. So it's truly shocking. And I think it was kind of a wake-up call, really, for all of us, uh, thing that he did which is horrible and awful because you definitely don't want to, I don't care. You're a politician. And so sometimes you have to go to different groups, but you don't line up with a cult leader. You just don't do it. You don't have to accept the invitation. You, even if it is, even if it is a world leader, that's a cult leader. You don't have to appear at their event. No way. So it was horrible. It was horrible. But the Bible says, cursed is the man that puts their trust in man. So we we don't put our trust in man, especially politicians. They're all over the place. And they will deceive you. And we don't need to be deceived by politicians, but I also found out, and I didn't even know this, that one of Moon's sons, and his name is Hung Jin Sean Moon, and he calls himself a pastor, and he has a so-called church. It's called the Unification Sanctuary Church, and it's in Pennsylvania, and Supposedly now he's taking over for his father, the dead, the dead, the dead father. He's taking over the father. Now he's he's calling himself the true parents with his wife, and so you can see there there's some videos online, and their ministry so called now their ministry so called is Rod of Iron Ministries, and they have videos up on Rumble and on YouTube with the weirdest, you can't even believe how weird this thing is, because he wears, and you'll see it if you go to my show page, and if you're looking at my show page today, you can see the pictures, and you'll see he wears a crown of bullets, and they bring rifles to their service and sometimes he wears this camouflage thing and it's very strange and then there's a a ceremony where they have crowns they all wear crowns on their head and then he him and his wife are wearing these velvet robes and they're sitting on a throne very strange it's hard to believe that people actually fall for this stuff in this day and age but they have a lot of followers. 
And his name is, his English name is Sean Moon, and he seems to be pretty well educated. He supposedly graduated from Harvard, and he studied, he has a master's of theology degree from Harvard Extension University. He studied world religions. He studied Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, and he lived in a Roman Catholic monastery for a time. Well, yeah, that makes sense, right? So anyway, he broke away from his mother at one point, and then he's he's got his own deal going over there in Pennsylvania. So, and he he actually <laughs> he actually had a big falling out with his mother, and he now he says that she's not the true mother anymore. He called his own mother the whore of Babylon. So they appointed another, and in this video they have on YouTube of this wedding ceremony. They bring up another lady. I probably won't pronounce her name correctly. Han Shil Kang. And it's K-A-N-G, the last name. But now she's the true mother. And she was really married to Moon in the end because his wife, she was trying to usurp his... <laughs> she was trying to say usurp his authority because Moon was saying that... Uh, the father moon that's dead now. He was saying that he was born without original sin. Now, we know, there's, nobody was born without sin. Only There was only one person that never sinned, and that was Jesus Christ, so that walked the earth anyway. And then when, when he died, then she said, no, she was born without original sin. So there was kind of a power struggle, which I imagine that, <laughs> I imagine there would be a bit of a power struggle because everybody wants these people anyway, not not us, not Christ, not real Christians. We don't want to be uh, exalted the way these people want people. We don't want people worshiping us. That's for sure, because you know it's a, we're a bunch of flesh going somewhere to happen. So um, they had a big power struggle, and. He didn't like what his mother was doing, so then he appoints this new lady. <laughs> and then there's the three of them in this video, and they're all sitting on thrones up on this platform, and they've got the crowns on their head and the robes and everything. And people are buying it. People are actually coming up to the front there and bowing down to these people. And, you know, it's really sick. It's really sick. But here, I've got a couple clips. So you could hear. Now, this is very, very deceitful. I was very disturbed when I watched this Sean Moon because they're using now, before they didn't really use lingo that we use in Christian churches, but they're using the lingo now. So you'll hear this. Listen to him talk here. Right. God's on a lunar and Jesus' birthday on lunar is, yeah, February. It's not January. That's a solar calendar, Roman calendar. All right, folks, we are done with announcements. Praise the Lord Almighty. Uh, is there a Sunday school today? Family worship, okay. All right, folks, let's go to the book of Ruth. We're in Ruth chapter 2 today. Ruth chapter 2. And before we take any comments, let's just get into the word, okay? 
into the Word because the Spirit just comes down. So let's just get into the Word. All right, Ruth chapter 2, here it is. I'm up on your screen. And- yeah, notice the buzzwords. Let's get into the Word. And we're going to talk about Ruth. And, oh, are we having Sunday school? Usually cults, especially this kind of a cult, wouldn't talk like that. But that's part of the deception is how they can deceive people and to try to make it look like it's Christian when it has nothing to do with Christianity at all. Now, here's him. Here's him praying. Now, this is weird, too. Because your heart of salvation is now pouring out across the world, even though there is so much tribulation now that America is now facing. And now we face the most dangerous time of our history, really, where we've seen the vote be murdered in front of our eyes, where we've seen a totally illegal election. We see usurpers have illegally taken power of all branches of power. And now we're living in that, and now they're starting to move and, and starting to clamp down on, on, on all sorts of peoples and, and groups. God, we are in very dangerous times, but we know that even in the midst of struggle, tribulation, as your word says, there may be weeping through the night, but joy cometh in the morning. And we know that you are standing with us at this time. God, this is a time of great testing. So please fortify us. Give us the armor that we talked about right now, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit. Give us the feet shot with the preparation of gospel peace so we can move with peace in the midst of war. And we can move with a clear yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, there he is, quoting scripture. But who is he praying to? He's probably praying to his father because he believes his father is the Messiah. Yeah, just throw scripture around and pray and act like you're a Christian. And some people are going to buy it. Some people are going to buy it for sure, Even especially after Trump goes. And basically, if you're standing on a platform with somebody, you're basically endorsing that person. So you have to watch out who you stand on a platform with, who you appear with, and uh, because you don't want to give your endorsement, especially to a cult leader. Here's one more clip. Right, God's on a lunar, and Jesus' birthday on a lunar is, yeah, February. It's not January. That's a solar calendar, Roman calendar. All right, folks, we are done with announcements. Praise the Lord Almighty. Uh, is there Sunday? Anyway, that was the wrong clip. But he says that they're going to a motorcycle rally. And when they get to the motorcycle rally, they're going to pass out Bibles and they're going to pray with people. Yeah, that, that sounds like an evangelistic outreach, doesn't it? But it's not. It's a deception, and it's a deception that we have to be aware of. So it's like from now on when political figures come and they've got all these evangelicals around them and they're claiming, not out of their own mouth, because I've never once heard Donald Trump out of his mouth say that Jesus Christ was his Lord. Because even in, in, uh, I think, 2015, or 2016, before he even got elected, when he did an interview and the news reporter asked him, have you ever repented of your sins? And he claimed really that he didn't have any sins. But then months after that 
the there was a newspaper story that came out and it's been repeated by Kenneth Copeland and other people that Paula White led Trump to Christ. Well, how do you lead somebody to Christ when they say they never repented? How do you, how do you do that? It can't be done because you have to repent to be born again. You have to repent of your sins and be sorry for your sins to have a true salvation experience. And Paula White doesn't know Christ herself. So how is she going to lead anybody to Christ? So I even had a good friend of mine say that to me a couple months ago. Paula White led Donald Trump to the Lord. Well, that sounded like Kenneth Copeland because I've heard him say that on his broadcast. Oh, well, Paula, you know, she led Trump to the Lord. Well, how stupid can you be? So I'm like, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So we just have to be aware and we have to look at the signs of the times. And we do have to be fruit inspectors. (laughs) It's okay to examine somebody's fruit and say, well, your fruit doesn't really bear witness with the gospel. And so I'm not buying it. I don't care. The thing is, We all saw Trump. I liked him. Many of us liked him. And, but it's a sign for us now. It's a sign for us now. It's like, we have to be aware of what's really going on behind the scenes because the preparation is for the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to be charismatic. People are really going to like him. He's going to have a great personality, but it's going to be a deceiver. I'm not saying Donald Trump is the Antichrist because I don't believe that. But when when uh, these things started coming out, especially this thing with Moon, and then the thing with the vaccines where they were allowed to use aborted babies to test their cells to test these vaccines, and even Johnson & Johnson used the actual cells to develop their vaccine, even though they said uh, they didn't use it in the actual production. And that was it for me. When I found out that they did that, I, I withdrew my support from Trump. I am not going to stand with anyone that allows these children to be brutalized in this manner. And and then Fauci, during the term, the presidential term, I allowed these scalps of aborted babies to be placed on mice. You can see the pictures on the Internet. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a lie. It was done. It was done by funding from the government, from Dr. Fauci's or uh, the NIHA or whatever it is that he headed up. Who was watching the, who was watching mining the store there? If I was president of the United States, that would be one of the first things I would do if I was claiming to be a Christian, is I would ban all use of aborted baby cells for experimentation and for medicine. That would be the end of it. No more. You know, this, the thing that went through my mind the other day, and I thought about the Jews during the Holocaust and what happened to them is they took, after they put them in the ovens, or before they put them in the ovens, they took their skin, they took their hair, and they were making lampshades, they were making soap and different things. And where was the world then? So we can't, we can't buy into any of this stuff, if it's allowed to go on and our leaders and the Senate and the Congress, this, that's how corrupt the government is. 
how, how are these things going on? We can't turn a blind eye to it. So that's why Jesus said, we are not of this world. And we just have to be aware of what's going on around us and, and uh, be prepared, be prepared for the end times, however you think it's going to pan out. You know, post-trib, pre-trib, some pe- everybody's got, I don't argue about these kind of things. It's not worth arguing about. And all I know is there's going to be an antichrist. I know for sure that's going to happen. And I know there's going to be a false prophet. And I know that Christians are going to be persecuted probably worse than they've ever been persecuted. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we see things falling around falling apart around us and we just have to beware and be ready that we don't get deceived. We don't get deceived because Donald Trump, yeah, he had, he had great personality in so many ways and he was charismatic and people really liked him and he, he did do some good things. He did do some good things, but God's not going to be in your corner if you don't uh, stop especially to stop this experimentation on babies, on, on dead babies. It's, God's not going to be in your corner. No. No, no way. So righteousness exalts a nation. And that's what we, we, uh, we want. We want righteousness. And who, who is the king of righteousness? <laughs> Who is the king of righteousness? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. So we put our faith and trust in him today. All we can do is pray for these people, but not follow them. That's for sure. Anyway, let's listen to Revelation chapter 20. Chapter 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. 
And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. Hallelujah. So, don't despair. (laughs) I I mean, it's been tough. It's been tough for so many people that have lost loved ones, especially this past year through the virus and people that had the virus and people that suffered. And now this whole thing about these mandates, but there are exemptions and you can find, you can search online. There are religious exemptions and there's medical exemptions. There's also different attorneys that are filing lawsuits. Now, I don't believe in forcing anybody to have a vaccine. Uh, I think that's your decision. They can't force you to take medicine. And especially when there's so many side effects and you don't really know what's in this thing as far as, okay, people can say, well, you don't know what's in a lot of things. That's true. We don't know what's in a lot of things, but I still, it's still my decision whether I'm going to take something or not. So nobody should be forced. And so there's so much stress now with people worrying about losing their job and and uh, being forced into taking a vaccine that probably maybe they don't want. And then we're still trying to deal with this pandemic. And so it's very, very stressful out there. But we have to just have to trust God through it all. I can't imagine that it would be easy. For anybody that has to go out to work and you're being threatened about that you may lose your job and you won't be able to support your family or whatever. So it's got to be tough, really. But there are exemptions out there and you can search those things out if you don't want to get a vaccine and you're being forced to do it. So that's something you can look into if you're interested. But I wanted somebody told me about this song the other day. I just I just really like this song. It's by Steve Taylor and I think it's from the nineteen eighties. I never knew that he he wrote this song, but I guess maybe during this time people that have experienced this and I've been saved since nineteen eighty one, so I'm forty years into my salvation, forty one years into my salvation and back in that day and they still do it a lot now where they had these shepherding groups and we're going to do a program about it i don't know if some of you have ever been involved in shepherding where the pastor tells you you can't do anything unless you get his permission like you can't get married you can't buy a house you can't move Everything that you do, you have to ask the pastor who they say is your covering. But 
no human being can cover you because nobody's going to be in your house 24 hours a day to watch every little thing you're doing, except for God. God, if, if God can't be, if Jesus can't be your covering, then there's some, there's some trouble with you. Uh, like you have to think that some man or some woman is going to cover you. God sees what you're doing 24 hours a day. They don't. And Jimmy Swagger, Jim Baker, uh, they had all kinds of coverings that they had. And who was covering them when, when uh, Jimmy Swagger was with a prostitute? Who was covering Jim Baker when he was with, a, with Jessica Hahn and uh, committing adultery? They didn't fear God when they were doing those things. And did, did, did they have a camera on them 24 hours a day where their covering was watching everything they did? So they used to have these things that they called it shepherding. And it was a big deal with Derek Prince and Bob Mumford and some other people. They later repented of it. It was a terrible thing because it held so many people in bondage and they don't do it so much anymore. I mean, some churches do teach this kind of thing where you have to be under your pastor's authority, and especially a woman has to have a covering. But I think if you took a poll, because they say, oh, well, you know, women are, uh, women have all these kinds of problems. Well, so do men. Everybody's got problems. And Jesus Christ is our covering. He's looking at us. If we can't be afraid of God, and we're supposed to be afraid of some man, then there's something wrong with that. You have to be, live for God, know that God is watching you, fear God, and you won't want to sin. You won't want to sin. But anyway, there's still a lot of people that teach this kind of stuff, and I think it's dangerous because people will go and they'll put all their faith and trust in their pastor. And your pastor probably nine times out of 10, he's going to let you down. He's going to disappoint you. And then, and then you're going to backslide. Some people backslide and they, they don't want to serve God anymore because some man hurt them. Well, don't put your faith and trust in a human being because you can't, (laughs) you can't, they will, they will, let you down so anyway let me play this song for you and then we'll talk about Marcus Lamb Thank you. 
on YouTube and it's Steve Taylor I manipulate I love what he says about if you question what I'm teaching you they say you're rebelling remember they used to say this I don't, I don't know if the pastors how many pastors teach this anymore but they used to say you can't question anything I'm teaching and uh, otherwise you were being rebellious so I remember when I was in this church and this was back about 1995 and the pastor was his favorite preacher was Mike Murdoch. He brings Mike Murdoch there and Mike Murdoch scamming everybody to give him $58. Well, I thought it was terrible. And one time I was talking about Peter in the book of Peter, where the Bible says that they make merchandise of you. Well, the pastor didn't like it. And they call me into the office and they want, they uh, basically want me to shut my mouth. And 
why couldn't he repent? Why why couldn't he say, well, you know, that's true what Peter is saying about making merchandise of God's people, but instead of repenting, they didn't want to repent. And so that happens in some churches where if you if you come against what they're teaching is being false, even by telling the pastor, well, I don't agree with this. I think it's false. And then they get mad at you because you're telling the truth. Well, when they're wrong, they're wrong. I don't care who it is. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And uh, they were definitely wrong about this shepherding thing. But I thought that song was so appropriate for this introduction to Marcus Lamb and his Day of Atonement scam. Now, they do this every year at Daystar. And Daystar Television Network, Marcus and Joni Lamb, they they take in over $50 million a year. And a lot of that is from selling airtime. They They make enough money selling their airtime to fund their pathetic network there. They don't really need to hold these conathons like they do. They do it so that they could expand their so-called ministries where they buy more stations. They have a station, I think, in Israel or a studio there. Could you imagine the poor Jewish people have to put up with this and have to hear this kind of false gospel that they preach over there? So... They use this money to enrich themselves. They live in a multi-million dollar house that I know there's pictures of it on the internet. And they have their own jet. They fly around their family, their kids. And all the kids, they have three children and they all participate in the scamming. Could you imagine that if you had children and you get your children to start scamming people in Jesus' name? Now, how, how awful is that? And then the children are all married. There's two girls and a boy. They're all married and they have children of their own. And you think to this, you think to yourself, I, I wouldn't care how much money my mother and father were paying me. There would be no way that I would get up on Christian television, so-called, and start talking to millions of people and scamming them to send me money for atonement offerings so that God can bless me for the rest of the year. There would be no, my mother and father couldn't pay me enough money to do that kind of thing. Of course, my parents would never do that. They were honest. They earned their living honestly. And they taught my brother and I to do the same. So what kind of a wicked parent is that? So you can see their children are up there with them participating in these pitiful Day of Atonement telethons. And it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. So if if any of these lambs happen to be listening, repent and stop scamming people. Be satisfied that you're making $30 million or $40 million or whatever you're making a year or two uh, by selling airtime. You don't need any more money. You've got enough money. Earn an honest living and quit using Jesus like He's some kind of a bingo machine or something that nobody ever walked up to Jesus when he was on the earth and handed him any money to do anything for them, ever, ever. So if he didn't do it then, he's not going to do it now. He didn't change Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
That's another Jesus. Marcus Lamb's another one that's delusional, as you'll hear on these audios. And here's about a six-minute audio. Marcus Lamb and his Day of Atonement scam. 2005, the Knesset members came to Dallas to talk to Joni and me and said, we want to make history in Israel and grant to you the first full-time Christian TV channel in the history of the nation of Israel. And there it is. And we've been on the air ever since in all the homes in Israel and in many of the hotel rooms. Ladies and gentlemen, God knows all of this. He knows the end from the beginning. So the Lord said for me to ask you that. Do you believe I'm a man of God? And then secondly, he said, do you believe that what we're doing today is biblical? No. In the Old Testament, the high priest on Yom Kippur went into the Holy of Holies and he offered a sacrifice to God on behalf of the people. Aren't you glad we don't have to go through a earthly high priest? We can go directly to God. We have Jesus as our high priest. And we can also give our gift directly to the Lord. So he said, if you believe I'm a man of God, and if you believe that this is biblical, then he's saying to you, act on the word you've heard today. I want you to call. Go to the phone and say, I'm going to worship God with my gift on the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur. Rabbi Itzhak Shapira, what does Yom Kippur mean to God himself? What it means to God. Let me speak specifically for a moment about what you said first, because you hit you hit a moment here and something you said that really touched my heart. I recall as a little boy taking a chicken, not me, a priest, an elder from the community, taking a chicken over my head. And I want you to hear those words that was said. What does it mean to God? Here is what it means to God. The words are go like that in Hebrew. Zot khalifati, zot muati, which means, this is my wedding garment. This is my suit. The chicken is going to go to death and I will enter to a good life. You see, this is an important point. What it means to God? It's meant to God that you say, I am ready for a wedding. I'm here today standing before you and say, I don't need the chicken and neither do you need the chicken. You have the garments, the clothing ready prepared for you. The groom is awaiting. What about the bride? Marcus, it is time for the bride to put on the wedding clothes. What can be a better day to dress in white than Yom Kippur? You know, in my notes, these are, again, all these are notes as I was praying, as I was studying, as I was listening to God. You know, prayer is not just talking to God. I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest mistakes that many of us make is that we don't get silent and listen to an answer to our prayers. And sometimes the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. 
or he said, stand still and see the salvation of God, or be quiet and listen to that still, small voice. And the Lord said to me, remind the people that the king's business, that my business, says the Lord, takes haste. And the quicker your response is to a gift to God, a worship to God, then the sooner that that blessing is going to come upon you and your family. So if you're feeling this alive in your spirit today, I wouldn't wait. I'd go ahead and call or I'd go online. I want to send you the certificate for everybody that does a $1,000 one-time gift or spreads it out over 12 months, the Day of Atonement Partner. Yom Kippur is also known as the Day of Atonement. And then here's another thing God said. The greater thing is coming. The greater thing. Pastor Larry Huck mentioned it a while ago. In the next 12 months, we are going to see the greatest move of God that we've seen in our lifetime. Some of you need greater. You don't need to just get by. And this was also in my notes. God is not the God of not enough or the God of just enough. He's the God of more than enough. That's the greater thing. And if you need to see the greater in your life or your family, then you might want to consider that $2 a day, double a dollar a day, and say, you know what, I need a, a double portion. Or you may say, you know what, I need to do something that's really going to touch the heart of God because I know it will take faith on my part to do it. And that is that $1,000 gift. And you might say, well, you know, I don't have $1,000. Well, in my notes, the Lord says, make it a faith pledge. By faith, I pledge $1,000 to be given over 12 months if God provides it for me. And then you place it on God. You place the uh, performance of it on God. God, if you provide it, then I'll then I will give it as you tell me to. And there's another scripture he gave me that says in Isaiah, to him that is willing and obedient, I will eat the good of the land. Willing means you're, you're, you want to, you have a desire to, but it's only when you do it, when you put action to your desire, will you then see the prosperity of God come upon you in a great way. To think, Pastor Larry Huck, all over the world, Observant Jews are worshiping God on the holiest day of the year. You're part Jewish. What does Yom Kippur mean to Pastor? <laughs> you know, I, I would be afraid of God at this moment, Marcus Lamb. I would really be afraid right now. You know what? He says, this is his, his, he's such a manipulator. He says, well, he was praying and he's got his notebook. And the Lord said, that I should ask you this. Do you believe I'm a man of God? No, I don't believe you're a man of God. No, I believe you're a man of, of your God, the devil, because that's how the devil talks. You're going to tell hurting people that are hurting that they have to give you $1,000 and you're going to say they're giving it to God when God's not getting it because what's he going to do with it? He never needed any money to create the universe. So what's he going to do with it? Like, how are you getting it up there? You have a way, you have a way that we don't know about that you get it up there. And uh, 
You're going to tell hurting, hurting, hurting people that they have to give $1,000 to you so you could buy more mansions and more airplanes and uh, give your kids good salaries and whatever, all for you and maybe some for your network there. But that's pitiful. You are pitiful. And stop your lying. You know what the book of Revelation says? It says that all liars will have their part in the lake. That's what the book of Revelation says. So if I were you, and I'm glad I'm not you, I wouldn't be lying about Jesus. I wouldn't be lying about him. He is or he is the atonement. He was our atonement once and for all. And he, and Jesus said, it is finished. So we don't have to celebrate Yom Kippur. And anyway, they didn't bring money as a sacrifice. They had to sacrifice something that had blood. For your information there. Marcus, con artist. Lamb. Here's Leviticus 17. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and unto his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, What man soever there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox, or lamb, or goat in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord, blood shall be imputed unto that man. He hath shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. To the end, that the children of Israel may bring their sacrifices, which they offer in the open field, even that they may bring them unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priest, and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. And the priest shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar of the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and burn the fat for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils after whom they have gone a-whoring. There shall be a statute forever unto them throughout their generations. And thou shalt say unto them, Whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers which sojourn among you, that offereth a burnt offering or sacrifice, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer it unto the Lord, even that man shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. For it is the life of all flesh, the blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. 
whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. And every soul that eateth that which died of itself, or that which was torn with beasts, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger, he shall both wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. Then shall he be clean. But if he wash them not, nor bathe his flesh, then he shall bear his iniquity. Well, that's Leviticus 17. And notice that verse says, don't go offering your sacrifices to devils to go a-whoring. And that's why we say pimp preachers, because they manipulate people and they try to pimp people to give offerings when they don't have to give these offerings for a day of atonement. Jesus was the atonement offering once and for all. And we don't have to do these things. Such a con artist. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to be you, Marcus Lamb. You could have all your millions and your satellite network and everything else you have. What good is it going to do? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his own soul? Doesn't profit anything. Here's another clip from Larry Huck. Well, it, it, it connects me to my Jewish roots. And by my Jewish roots, it connects me to the Jewishness of Jesus. You know, one of the things that we're going to teach you tonight, we're going to show you, is that Jesus never stopped being Jewish. Jesus was at the temple during Passover. Jesus, the disciples were there during Shavuot, during uh, Pentecost, on the Feast of Tabernacles, on Yom Kippur. And the thing that, that, that in, I love so much is that by being Jewish, my mother and father both being Jewish, that by being a follower of Jesus, I don't lose my Jewishness. And that's what we're saying to the world, is that Jesus never stopped being Jewish. But in the last days, now think about this. In the last days, the rabbis say that the eyes of the Gentiles will be open and they will begin to understand what it means to celebrate Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And when these, now listen to what the rabbis say, and when these Gentiles begin to embrace Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, at first people will say, why are you doing this? This is not Gentiles, this is not Christian, this is Jewish. But then, listen to this prophecy, but then these Gentiles who begin to understand Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, God will begin to bless them. And I believe this a million percent. God will begin to bless them in such a great way that it will draw Jews and Gentiles to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What is that? That's Ephesians chapter 2. That's the one new man. And so when you're watching tonight, remember, in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence. It's not a coincidence. God wants you to be a part of not only blessing Israel, but as you bless Israel, God wants you to be the fulfillment. What does Malachi say? Malachi says, all the world will call you blessed. That blessing, the open windows of heaven, is directly linked to tonight. And tonight, Marcus, will determine so much of the blessing this whole next year. This is 
an appointed time on God's calendar for everybody. If you're watching tonight or today, whatever it is, and I keep saying tonight, forgive me. If you're watching right now, it's not a coincidence. God has ordained this so that he can open up the windows of heaven over you, your family, and your future. You know, I wrote in my notes as God was giving me revelation, just downloading revelation to me. He said, tell the people that this is so true and so real for them to write down today's date, whatever the date is when you make this pledge on Yom Kippur. And then 12 months from now, look back, reflect back, think back, and see all that God has done. See the hand of God that has been stretched in your direction and your family. We place this tallit here because it's a symbol of prayer. And we've made this an altar. And later in this program today, we're going to ask Pastor Larry Huck and uh, Rabbi uh, Shapira and myself, and we're going to pray a commanded blessing over all of you who are worshiping God with your gifts. So it's very important to position yourself, that's in my notes too, for a bigger breakthrough. First Chronicles 16:29 says, "When you come before the Lord, worship him in the beauty of holiness and bring an offering when you come before the king today on the holiest of all days to God." Come before him with the worship. Think about this. You could just say, well, I'm just going to worship and say, praise the Lord, glory, hallelujah. And that would be wonderful. But when you worship him with a gift, think about this. If it's $60 a month, $2 a day, then if it took you four hours of time or three hours of time to earn $60, then when you gave $60 to God, you gave God three or four hours of your life that you'll never get back. Don't you think that would touch the heart of God even more than just saying the words praise the Lord or glory, hallelujah? Those are wonderful. But when you give a part of yourself, that's when you are moving the heart of God in your direction. So... Rabbi Shapira, many Gentiles, they don't understand about Yom Kippur. But what happened? What? <laughs> guy never quits, does he? I wonder if he was a used car salesman before he went into the industry. I mean, it's pitiful. How pitiful can you get? I mean, he, he's, uh, he's there in his closet with his notebook. And uh, first of all, God doesn't open up the windows of heaven. The window, when the windows of heaven were opened, it was rain that was pouring down. It was never money that was pouring down. And God's not watching. God's not going to bless anybody that goes and gives an offering to this man. No, nobody's going to get blessed doing that. And anyway, the way you get blessings is you pray. And you ask God to bless you. Nobody has to beat a Christian over the head to get them to give because we just do it naturally. When you're born again, you become a new creation. And there's just something about what happens to you is you're you're generous for the most part.
Christians are generous and they're compassionate. They don't need anybody beating them over the head for offerings. Like this guy, with with uh, he's got every kind of a con going, and you can you can tell. I mean, this guy's already been turned over because he doesn't even think straight at all. He's delusional. Could you imagine going into your prayer closet and you're getting those kind of messages from God that if you give this thousand dollars, this is going to be a great year for you because. This is the holiest day of the year. No, I would have to say that you're delusional, like him. He got, he's, he's in his Nebuchadnezzar moment, like King Nebuchadnezzar. When King Nebuchadnezzar got lifted up with pride, he wound up on all fours, a crazy person. And his hair grew wild and his fingernails were long like claws. And he was like a beast. That's what happens to these preachers when they they don't repent and they keep scamming people and they keep lying to people. They go crazy. And that's what's happened to Marcus Lamb. He's totally lost his mind. Here's another clip. What did the high priest do on Yom Kippur? When we talk about the high priest, we have to understand something. For one complete week, he went away. He went away for a complete soul to do. He was away for seven days, and all what he has done, he's prepared himself. He prepared himself for seven days, and then he returned, atoned for himself, and then atoned for all the people of Israel. Where we are today prophetically is important. Because he is about to return again. Seven. The number seven is the number of completion. He is going to return back and complete all things. Now, here's the thing. Everybody needs to understand this completion, the Bible called the fullness. It speaks about the fullness of the Gentiles. The fullness of the Jews, the fullness of the Messiah, and the fullness of time. When all of those things happen together in one time, the Geula, redemption, is complete. What's happening here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, or today, wherever you at, right now, at this moment in time, is a picture of this fullness. We're going to look at this back a year, two years, and we say, we have been part of the historic and prophetic time that is called the fullness of the nations. It is a mystery, and this mystery will lead for the salvation of the house of Israel. So say this with me right now if you watch me. I am a prophetic person. The reason I am prophetic, I am living in a time that prophecy is being fulfilled. Ladies and gentlemen, today you are part of prophecy because the high priest is returning soon to complete the things that have started 2,000 years ago. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. A thousand people to give a thousand dollars. That's what I heard from the Lord when you I was praying. Not. Will you be one of a thousand to give a thousand? You know, that's a number 
That's another level. It's a number that gets our attention. For many of us, it makes us nervous. For many of us, we think, man, now, wait a second. That, that's a lot of money. That, that's a sacrifice. But when you get in that posture, and there's a lot in the Scripture and in uh, Jewish teaching about having the proper posture towards God. And these two great men of God, they may comment on that or not, it's up to them. But getting in the proper posture before God is important. And then the Lord gave me this phrase, which I've never heard anybody say, but he gave it to me and I wrote it down right here on my notes as I was in prayer. He said, Mm. son, tell the people whether they do the dollar a day, the $2 a day, (laughs) or the $1,000 gift on Yom Kippur. As their pledge gets on that altar, that they are going to become connected and covered. Connected and covered. I've never heard anybody say those two words together in 47 years of ministry. But God gave it directly to me, and now I'm giving it directly to you. That's what's going to happen. What does that mean? I don't know what all that it means because God knows, and I believe he will give you a revelation about it, but I could surmise. I'm going to get connected to the plans and the purposes of God, and which is reaching souls to help bring Jesus back in our generation. And we do that through Daystar as we go into all the world, into every country of the world. And then we get covered with the blessing of God. Uh, Just in the last 24 hours, we were somewhere, and this man uh, made this comment. He didn't know who we were. And he said, well, y'all sure are lucky. And I spoke up. I said, no, sir. We're just walking in divine favor. So when you're covered with the favor of God. So God gave me this term. He said, tell them as they make one of these three pledges, they're going to become connected and covered. Pastor Larry Huck, do you like that? Connected and covered? You know, that's exactly, and I know, Marcus, we haven't compared. No, no, no. You're delusional. Okay, you're delusional. You mean you got in your prayer closet and you're, you're telling me that God told you? No, God, God Almighty didn't tell you that. You're, you're God, the devil told you that because God doesn't talk like that. Tell my people to give a thousand dollars and they'll get connected and covered. No, God doesn't talk like that. He's delusional. He's delusional. Anyway, don't listen to Marcus Lamb. Turn off Daystar. Don't don't listen to Daystar. Don't give them any money. And if people stop giving these people money, they'd go away. Of course, he's got his network. And he'll still get money from selling his airtime. And if you notice, even on these so-called Christian television stations, it's the same people over and over again. Because it's very expensive to get on television. But... You still still see the same people, but I, I guess maybe after they some of them die off and there's not that many of them left, I don't know who they're going to get. But it, no, it's pitiful. It really is. But that's the Day of Atonement scam, and there's many people doing it. It's become very popular because it's very, very lucrative. But you don't have to give any money for Jewish feast days and 
that's not how it works anyway. We pray. We ask God. He He meets our needs according to his riches and glory. We give because we love God and we love people. We love helping people. We love blessing people, even if we don't get anything in return. And God knows all about it. And when he's ready to bless you, he will. He knows what we need before we ask him. That's the way it goes in the kingdom. In the kingdom. And we all want to be in the kingdom. Amen. So that's our program for today. But I want to remember the most important thing today is, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The Bible says in Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages, of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, died for us. Romans 10.13 For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So call upon Jesus today. He is our Savior died for you he atoned for your sins so that you could have eternal life you could be forgiven and you can have a brand new life he said in the book of john three sixteen that you must be born again first you're born of your mother and then you must be born again of the spirit of god and i can attest that over 40 years ago i gave my life to jesus i got down on my knees and i asked him to come into my life and to save me. And I asked him to forgive me of my sins. And he did. He did. He gave me a brand new life that I wouldn't trade for anything. He gave me peace and joy that I couldn't get anywhere else. He gave me a sound mind. He gave me his precious Holy Spirit. And I'm forever grateful. And he extends that free gift to you today. Give your life to Jesus today. You'll never be sorry that you did no matter what you're going through if you're addicted to drugs or alcohol or perversion jesus christ can deliver you he said he would wash you water than snow and he would make all things new and that's a promise and jesus keeps his promises well i want to thank everybody for tuning in today if you want to email me Susan at propheticnews.com. I want to thank all my listeners around the world, especially in the United States, Canada, Australia, South Africa, and and, uh, New Zealand. Thank you so much for tuning in. And let's stay strong in the Lord, Jesus Christ, and the power of his might. Amen. Thanks, Shannon, for being in the chat room today and all the people that stopped by, okay? God bless you all. Yeah.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.